let's have some fun with things that rhyme. Welcome, kids. It's poetry time. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Welcome, everyone, to Kids Poetry Club with me, Little Dutty Donuts. It's early evening, and I'm on my way into the club. Queenie called me earlier today, asking if I was interested in doing some night detective work with her and Chicken around at Chicken's house. She didn't go into the details, but it sounds like fun, so I said a definite yes. Now I'm not at all sure what there is to investigate in the dark of a winter's evening, but I'm sure I'll find out more when I get to Chicken's house. Seeing as I'm not quite there yet. Why don't we take advantage of this time to do our registration? This is where you get to shout out your name and get a club point for being here. So on the count of three, shout out your name so that I can hear you through your phone, computer or radio. Let the drum roll begin. Here goes. One, two, three. Excellent. Well, I just arrived at the club. Let's walk around the back to Chicken's house and see what's happening. Hi, Queenie. Hi, Chicken. Oh, hi, little Dazzy Donuts. Welcome to our night detective agency. We're just about to start. Well, I'm glad I got here in time. So, what are we all investigating? Well, right now we're investigating this yummy chocolate cake. I bought it from the Rising Bud Bakery earlier today. Well, as I do, we need some sustenance for the evening. Look, it's one of Judy's special cakes with three layers of chocolate sponge and two layers of vanilla buttercream. It looks really nice. You know, I didn't know they sold half cakes at the Rising Bun Bakery. Oh, they don't. This was a full cake about an hour ago. But we agreed to have a small slice each, you know, to kick off the evening. I felt that a small slice just wasn't enough. And so we had another slice each, and then another. But an hour later, we've eaten half the cake. How about I have a slice of cake too, while you tell me what this nighttime detective work is all about? What are we investigating? Well, it all started a few nights ago, didn't it, chicken? As Chicken was just saying, she got up in the night for a glass of water, and while she was in her kitchen, she heard a sound and didn't know what it was. It only happened once, and then it stopped, and so she went back to bed and didn't think any more of it. But the following night, she stayed up late watching a movie on TV. It's called Chicken Run, have you seen it? I have, yes. It's all about chickens escaping from a farm. That's the one. Well, the film was almost over, and she heard the sound again. But this time, it went on for about a minute, and then stopped. And it's been happening each night since. So is the sound indoors or outdoors? Chicken says that it's definitely outdoors, but close by. Like on the roof, perhaps? No, not that close, but certainly in the garden somewhere. How strange. So what sort of sound is it? Uh, Chicken, could you make the sound for us so we know what it sounds like? Well, that sounds like a chicken to me. Strangely enough, that's what I thought too. 
A chicken's worried that she may not be doing a very good impression of the sound she's been hearing, and so suggested that we come here tonight and listen out for it. Perhaps if we all hear it, we'll figure out what it is. I like that idea. I've always thought that sound works differently at night. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it seems like I can hear things more clearly at night. Like the rustling of leaves, or the wind, or the creaking of a gate. All of those things sound louder and clearer at night for some reason, so hopefully we'll hear this sound coming through loud and clear too. While we wait, do you have any poems with you that we could listen to? We could be sitting here for a while waiting for the sound to happen and a poem will help us to pass the time. I do, Queenie. I actually have a riddle poem. So not only will it help pass the time to listen to the poem, you can also take some time too to solve the riddle. It's called two-word riddle and you have to figure out what the two words are that the poem is all about. Here, I'll read the poem to you now. You start early and don't end until late. The exact opposite of me. You're all bright and illuminating, whereas I make it much harder to see. It's obvious there are ways we are different. You have your break, trips and care, whereas I have my life fallen over. But there are still a few things that we share. After all, people find similarities between us. We both have our dreams, beds and time. They find us with mid and also with weak, which surely helps solve this rhyme. I feel like we must be related. There's just one thing that's a shame. When people think of us together, they call the combined us by your name. So, Queenie and Chicken, did you figure out the riddle? Nope, I didn't either. Okay, let's think. One starts early and ends late, and the other is the opposite. Uh, does that mean that one is the sun and the other is the moon? Oh, no, that doesn't fit when one going with break, trips, and care, while the other goes with life, fall, and over. Hang on. Could it be something like sun and moon? So perhaps it's day and night? That's exactly what it is, Queenie. Well done. You're right. With day and night, you get daybreak, day trips, and day care. And then you get nightlife, nightfall, and overnight. You're so good at riddle poems these days. Okay then, have you heard the sound yet? Not yet. Oh, wait a bow. What was that sound? Shh. Let's stay quiet and see if that's the sound. My gosh. That's like a screech sound. Was that the sound you've been hearing each night, chicken? Yippee! Well, we don't know what it sounds like. But what is it? It resembles squeaky car brakes or even chalk on a chalkboard. You're right, though, chicken. It's definitely nearby, and there are no cars going past. And there isn't a chalkboard in the garden. So what could be out there making a noise like that? Oh, that's a good idea, Chicken. It could well be an animal. Let's take a look at your book of nocturnal animals. Something is out there, and so let's see what it could be. Let's get the book down from your bookshelf. Here we go. Okay, let's see what animals are listed in the book. 
Well, chapter one is all about moths. I seriously doubt that noise is made by a moth. It's too loud for a moth. Besides, I'm not sure that moths make much noise. So what are the other chapters? Okay, the next chapter is about foxes. Uh, could it be a fox? Well, it says here that foxes tend to bark, howl, or cry. And our noise sounded much more like a screech. So I don't think it's a fox. That's a shame. Would have been nice to see a fox out of the window. Okay, the next chapter is about badgers. Ooh, I do like badgers. Do you think it's a badger, little Dazzy Donuts? It could be, but I actually don't know what a badger sounds like. Does the book say anything about badger sounds? Let's see. Oh, it says that badgers make around 16 different sorts of call sounds. 16? Is one of them a screech sound by any chance? Okay, let me see. Well, the book says that the most easily identifiable badger sounds are called the chur, growl, kecker, yelp, and wail. Well, I don't know what any of those actually sound like, but our noise really doesn't sound like it would have a name like chur, growl, kecker, yelp, or wail. I agree with you there. So what's the next chapter? Uh, the next chapter is on owls. Oh, that sounds promising. Owls screech, don't they? It says here in the book that owls can be quite vocal. Well, we often think of owls making hooting sounds, but actually there are many different species of owls, and each species has a different call. Gosh, well, that's interesting. The book gives a long list of owls, and it describes the call made by each one. Well, this could take a while to look through. While I do that, do you happen to have another poem we could listen to? I do, Queenie. This second poem is all about listening to a message that's being called out loud. Just like the one we're hearing from the owl. It's called My Calling. Here, I'll read the poem to you now. Are you calling for me? Or just calling out? Or just calling with no purpose other than to shout it out loud for anyone or no one to hear what you say? It seems you don't care as you're still calling away, broadcasting to a world in a language of song. I listened for a while, and it didn't take long, before I tuned into the message you've been spreading and bawling, and I found out at last that I discovered my calling. So, Queenie, how's it going with identifying the type of owl that Chicken's been hearing the last few nights? I think we're there. No, it wasn't easy as it turns out that there are 200 species of owls. Can you believe that? 200. That's amazing. Well, we narrowed it down by focusing on the owls that are most common. The first species of owl we looked up was the barred owl. But its call sounds a lot like someone saying, Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you? Well, that doesn't sound like our owl. Ours was definitely more of a screech. You're right. So we then thought it could be the great horned owl, but it turns out that they make the hoot sound that people think of when picturing what an owl sounds like. But our owl isn't hooting, that's for sure. And then we hit on it. You did? Yes, look here in the book. We think it's a barred owl. It says here that the barred owl uses high-pitched screams to communicate. And if it needs to send a warning for some reason, then it could give a shriek. Now that sounds like our owl. You're right. It does sound like our owl. 
Now, what does a barn owl look like? There's a photo of one right here on the book. They're so pretty. They have big, round, white faces with a brown border around it. They are pretty. You know what? They look a lot prettier than they sound. Now, I wonder why one has suddenly been turning up at the garden each night. Well, we solved that too, thanks to Chuckin's amazing book on nocturnal animals. It says that barred owls search for food in an area that's called a home range. Well, during the summer, there's plenty of food around to catch and eat, like rats and mice, voles and shrews. And so the home range is smaller, about the size of 500 football pitches. However, during winter, food is harder for them to find. So barred owls extend their home range to about 7,000 football pitches. That's why you can see a barred owl in winter when you don't in the summer. Well, I suppose that explains why Chicken is now hearing a barn owl in the garden. I bet it stands in a tree or on the gate and watches for food. I think you're right. During summer, barn owls fly around looking for food and hunt from the sky. But that uses up their precious energy. And so in winter, you'll see them more on places like fence posts. You're right, Chicken. We could use your night vision binoculars to watch out the window. It would be nice to know for sure that it's a barn owl. While we do that little Dazzy Donuts, do you have another poem that you could read to us? I do, Queenie. And it just so happens that it's all about owls. It's called Owl Be There. Here, I'll read the poem to you now. When you feel alone, I'll be there. I'll always be your friend. I'll be your companion. I'll stand by you till the very end. If you need to leave, I'll come along. I'll even lead the way. I'll hold your hand throughout the night. I'll be there throughout the day. I'll share in all those happy days. When sad, I'll make them fun. Whatever you need, I'll be there. I'll always be the one. Though others fall and others fail, I'll be one that's true. I'll not leave. I'll not go. I'll be there for you. So, Queenie, any luck watching out for the barn owl? Not yet, but don't worry. I'm confident the owl will be back. Perhaps not tonight, but soon. We'll keep an eye out for it. Also, when it's daytime, we could go hunting in the garden for signs of owls. They leave pellets behind sometimes. The book says the pellets are made up of what they've eaten, but they can't digest. Like bones. Apparently, you can tell what owl is visiting by the pellet you find. So we're definitely going hunting around the garden in the morning. Until then, we're watching out the window just in case. Gosh, this is so exciting. It is. I'm loving our night detective work. Well, while you keep looking out, I'll take advantage of this time to thank everyone for joining us today and also remind everyone that there are lots of ways to join in with the club. If you go to kidspoetryclub.com, you can see the Podsnack video for the episode, plus there's information on how to send your poetry and art into our current competition on the topic of hopes and dreams. It's such an inspiring topic, and we're really looking forward to seeing what you write and create. Don't forget that the competition closes on January the 29th, and so send us your entries as soon as you can. It's been so lovely to spend time with you. Thank you for joining me, Queenie, and Chicken. I hope you enjoyed yourself and hope you'll be back for more next time the club meets. Join us again next week when we'll have a brand new topic and new poems.
As always, let's finish with our short goodbye poem. We've had some fun with things that rhymed. Goodbye, kids. Until next time. This is Little Dazzy Donuts saying, keep rhyming. <laughs>